Welcome in everybody to the Petcraft Podcast. My name is Reed Nelson. Today we will be previewing this Saturday's Golf Zone Open. Uh, the Golf Zone is in Chaska, Minnesota. You can still register um, for this Saturday, December 4th's event. It's at 2 p.m. It's actually uh, Craft's first weekend event. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to break this down in a little bit different way. Um, and it'll help if you're at a desktop or if you're at a computer to pull up uh, the Putcraft website, go to courses and click on the Golf Zone page so you can go through each hole, which I'm going to do here. Um, I'm going to now keep this in mind. Uh, Sean Brown is the favorite. He's the number one player in Putcraft. He is registered for Saturday. Tom Loftus won the last event. So uh, while while I'm I'm, I'm thinking t- Sean is the is the favorite, I think this course <laughs> benefits left-handers. Uh, like minds can disagree on that one. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this uh, kind of a step-by-step how I think you can beat my presumed favorite, which is Sean Brown's top score. And I'm going to predict also what I think Sean will score on this. Keep in mind, I think that <clears throat> it'll be tight. It's going to be close. This isn't a um, a big, long course. There's going to be a lot of twos, a lot of threes, um, a lot of aces. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to outline a, a, a best and worst case scenario for Sean, uh, the favorite in my opinion, and how I think you could, uh, beat him. There is going to be quite a few people whose first event will be this weekend. So I think, I think this will be a fun exercise. Okay. Hole one, part two. And if you've golfed with Sean, you'll know that he isn't going to go screaming past the hole. Uh, either, you know, hoping to slam dunk it or have it come back on the bounce. He's playing for a two here. He just is. Um, now, could he ace it? Certainly. But what he's more likely going to do is he's going to put it up 12 to 18 inches from the hole and he's going to bury that next putt. And you know what? Let's, let's loop hole two in on this as well, because hole one and hole two are both very similar. Um, if you want to keep pace here, no matter what you do, you can't score three. Okay. You're going to get two shots at hole one, two shots at hole two. The winner of this event won't score a single three on these two holes, not on the first 18, not in the back 18. And it's not going to shock me if they don't ace any of them either. These holes are aceable, right? Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if you get too aggressive, you might have a bad bounce off the back wall. All of a sudden that, that 12 inch second shot is a, you know, three foot second shot and, oh, you just rimmed it left. Now you're, now you're starting with a three. So the way I look at it is Sean's going to hit pars on all four of these um, on the front 18 and on the back 18. And to be honest with you, I think a lot of people are going to go, um, pars on, 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 on all four of these, uh, the front 18 and the back 18. Okay. Hole three is where it gets a little bit interesting. This is a par three. Um, and if you look at the picture here, there's a kind of a ridge to your left that, I mean, you could technically play, which could dump you down into that you know, eight to 12 foot zone away. Um, and then an easy two putt, but here's the thing. Our favorite Sean Brown 
is probably going to hit that eight foot putt. And that's what makes him the number one player in putt craft, right? Is, you know, that's not a gimme by any means, but that's a putt that I see him hit. Ah, and he's going to disagree with me on this, I'm sure, but 50% of the time. And I'm talking that eight to 10 foot shot that you're going to have here. So, you know, that is, you know, best case scenario for him here is a two. Worst case is a three. Again, no fours. You're not going to see a situation where, you know, maybe he gets a little aggressive. Keep in mind, one thing you could do on this, I don't, I do not recommend it, but you could, you could sail it over that, uh, over that ridge, uh, over the rocks and, 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 and try to go straight for the cup. Don't do that. I mean, you can, if you want, uh, but, uh, that, th- that would be ill-advised. I think that, that, that lip above that hill is a little bit too high. So, um, a two is doable here. Okay. I think this hole benefits lefties among many others, because if you tee up on the very far side, and again, a right-hander could tee up on the very far left-hand side and just stand in the rocks. Not ideal, but it is doable. Um, You could skip that ridge altogether and just go straight into that, uh, you know, just have it just graze the right side of that big rock and, you know, either just lay it up right in the center there or maybe catch it off the back wall and it bounces towards the hole. Either way, um, you know, if you're teeing it up from dead center, that's not playable. Um, or the, or that's not what, that's not what is going to happen. So this is a really, really, really interesting hole. Um, my guess is the winner of this hole of this course is going to get one, two and one, three is what I'm going to guess. So I am, I'm penciling down these scores right now. Okay. Hole number four, um, also a hole that, that really benefits left-handers. Now, if memory serves me correct, now do not quote me on this. Um, it's not as easy to stand in the rocks here. If you're a right-handed putter, I think the left-handers are going to go tee up way on the far left-hand side and it's going to, it, you can kind of shoot it right to the left of that. We'll call it a brick log. Um, and then again, you'll dump it down into there, uh, for a six to eight footer and, 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 and a likely two or a likely three. Um, I, based on my memory, I don't have a photo of this. I don't think this is a, 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 a um, a hole where right-handers can just say, Oh, we're just going to stand in the rocks. Okay. Something else to keep in mind. I made mention of this last week. Uh, let me tie a bow on it right now. You are going to be allowed to tee up 12 inches from the back wall on all of these holes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I have rulers. I bought rulers. I bought six inch rulers and I bought 12 inch rulers. So you will be allowed to tee up 12 inches off the back of these walls, anywhere along the black wall of any of these holes. And it's flat. From green to cement, it's flat. So there's no risk of you or putter hitting the back wall. Um, so I think the winner of this tournament is going to go two and three on this one. And again, no four so far. Okay, hole number five, <coughs> excuse me, is, um, I'm not sure what you would call this hole, but it's a hole or this type of hole, but it's one of those holes where you kind of dump it you just dump it down and you might land 10 inches from the hole. You might land 30 inches from the hole. You might go in. Okay. It's a luck 
whole. Um, and you know, you make your own luck if you will. But, um, so this hole, I, I could see a lot of twos. I think we might have a couple of ones on this hole. Uh, very, very, very few threes from my memory. And I only played this course once this hole is much easier than it looks. Um, I think it is very, um, forgiving if you will. Um, as long as you're able to make those, you know, 18 to 30 inch putts. So I think the winner of this tournament is going to have two twos, uh, both on the front 18 and on the back 18. And just so you know, our player right now is two under par right now. Okay. Hole six par two, kind of a straight shot, um, right-handers, left-handers, either, or it's going to be fine. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, this is a part two, uh, titled Gooseberry Falls. Um, I kind of like the, uh, you know, the, the, the vibe that this course is going for very Northern Minnesota, uh, a lot of fun there. Gooseberry Falls, this one is a long, this is a long hole, uh, occasional. Yeah, we'll have a couple of hole in ones here. Um, but again, I think that the winner of this tournament is going to have a couple of twos, a couple of pars. So we'll go there to twos. All right, let's go on to hole number seven. Okay. So there is the two holes on the left, dumped down to the left, the two holes to the right, dumped down to the right and the hole in the center dumped down, dumps it down straight in. Now we tested this out a couple times. That center hole didn't always dump it straight into the cup. I actually I don't think it did on, on the few attempts that we did. I chose just to skip all the holes entirely and just dump it, just go, just skip it and just go right through on that right-hand side. I got a favorable bounce and I ended up tapping in for two. Um, so kind of, I, I hate to say this, but if you're able to get through that rock and get it down into that, um, you know, the ending part of the hole, you're going to get a two. Um, this is, believe it or not, in my opinion, not saying I'm right, but in my opinion, this is one of the easier holes on the course. Uh, it's a little deceiving because there's this desire to, oh, there's these holes up top here. We have to hit one of them. Uh, and you can see the one in the center is raised up slightly. Um, my advice, skip it all together. Just get it down there. And it was a pretty, uh, you know, decent two putt. I want to say I had a, you know, a 30, 36 incher for two. Um, I think our winner is actually going to birdie this hole twice. I'm giving them two twos. All right. Hole eight is a lot like hole five in that it kind of dumps it right down in there for you. Um, if this is a part two. I think we'll see a couple of hole in ones. Uh, our winner probably, you know, might, might hit one. And this is one of those things where there's, there's not a ton of skill involved here. Um, I think our winner's going to have, uh, two pars on this hole. And again, you know, you've got to make those three footers, those four footers. And I've seen players get on a roll and just hit one after another, after another, after another. And I've seen it where it's just not your day. Um, so all right, hole nine, the snail. This reminds me of a couple of holes at Lily Putt. And not the easiest two in the world. In fact, I would say that it is, um, I don't think we'll have a ton of twos here. 
my concern is if you're going, if, if, if you're trying to win this tournament and, you know, at Lilliput, you can really hit that hole um, or that wall with, with, with some gusto. It's not going anywhere. These walls are slightly different. And while the course is really flat and I don't think you have any risk of it popping out off of a rock or after, after a bad piece of turf, <clears throat> I would still be a little concerned about really rocking this ball around to where you get to a position where you're going to be putting for a birdie. I think the safe bet here is a three. And I think it's a, um, you know, I, I wouldn't call it an easy three, but I think it's an, 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 an I think it's a doable three. I think our winners going to have two threes. I think we're going to start seeing some fours on this hole. Um, just, just, uh, just a, a, a guess. I think this is going to trip some people up, but I think our winner is going to have two threes. Okay. We're through nine holes. Okay. Hole 10, this hole, when I played it, I had a little trouble with, um, it's a little bit tough to tell on the, on the picture, but it is one of those where it dips down and then comes back up and you really just have to make sure that you get it up. I mean, it's, it's a straight shot for the most part, but you don't want to get into a position where the ball is rolling back towards you. Now, keep in mind, if that happens, there is an out of bounds risk to your right. Okay. Those rocks are OB. Okay, we're not playing out of the rocks. So there is that opening down there. Um, I don't think it's going to come into play just because if you do fall back, uh, I, I, I don't think, let's put it this way. My ball fell, fell backwards and it didn't fall into those rocks. Um, and this was a couple weeks ago. But um, so I actually think for whatever reason, this hole is going to trip up our winner a little bit, whoever that ends up being. And I think they're going to go two, three. I think they're going to go par bogey on this. Okay. Hole 11, a par three, maybe shouldn't be. Um, what I did on this hole, and again, this, it, it worked for me. It was a pretty simple birdie is I went, I went right and I snuck around all the way to the right against the wall and that far right rock and the ball the ball went down there wrapped around the the wall and I had you know an an 18 incher for birdie not a problem at all i think our winner's going to ultimately do that two separate times and they'll have two twos okay hole 12 a par 2 a sand trap in the back the sand trap is not playable. So it's going to be treated like a water trap. So you'll be able to pull it directly out, but you will need to take a one stroke penalty. You are not able to play the ball from the sands. Let me repeat that. You are not able to chip your ball out of the sand. It is a penalty. We'll treat it like a water hazard. Um, so you pull it out, you'll put it where the ball entered into the hazard and you'll play it from there. Um, and this hole plays decently fast. There's a, there's a ridge about you know, eight feet down there. You can kind of see it on the picture here. Um, so I, I think what's going to end up happening is we're going to have a lot of people playing it very, very, very safe. When you get there to warm up on Saturday, this is a hole I would warm up on because I do think it's a little bit deceiving. Um, and when I hit my shot, I was dangerously close to going in the sand. Um, I didn't, but it was, it was right there on the edge. And I, I think I ended up getting relatively lucky. So I think our winner here is going to have a couple of twos. Okay. Let's go to hole 
13, um, another one that kind of tilts forward, uh, a par two. From my experience watching um, our elite players play is, you know, they want to hit aces, but they're not risking their next shot um, for that ace. So I, I think the winner's going to have a couple of twos here. Um, hole 14, this is a play any hole. I'm imagining that most people are going to play the hole to the right. The hole to the middle is raised up. And what I did is what I, I put my ball in between that, that, that ridge and the wall, and there was no place for me to put it six inches away from the wall. So, you know, this, if you can, there's a couple of different ways to do this. You could play it aggressive and you could try to get it in there and hopefully it, it, you, you ace it. Worst case scenario is you get it in. And you don't ace it, and it's an easy two-putt. Actual worst-case scenario, I said that wrong, is you hit it right up against the ridge there, and it bounces right. And see, this is why you could actually, it could make sense to play the center hole. Because if you do miss it right or left, and it bounces badly, you will you could have a shot then at the hole on the right or on the hole on the left. Whereas if you play the hole on the right, and you hit it right, and it bounces right, you're now playing for three, right? So I think what's going to happen is players who are right outside that, you know, uh, right off the top of the leaderboard, maybe will try to use this hole as a way to be aggressive and to maybe get a one. But I think our leader, our winner, is going to be in such cruise control that they're actually going to go two and two on this. And they're, what they're going to do is they're going to lay it up right in front of that center or that right hole, and it's going to be an easy, an, an easy two-putt for them. <clears throat> okay, hole 15, we are playing the hole on the left. There are two holes. There's a hole on the left, there's a hole on the right. We are playing the hole on the left. This is by no means an easy two. Um, I think other than 18 pound for, I mean, 17 is tough too. Um, you know, this is, this is a tricky, tricky, tricky shot. And I could see, I could see a lot of people, uh, having a couple of bogeys on this hole. Um, so I, I think our winner is going to go two, three on this. Um, and you know, it, I only played this hole once. I should have played it multiple times. I, I didn't play the left way. I don't, I, I don't necessarily know why you would. I think it's kind of a straight shot. Um, but you know, you've got to time it right, or excuse me, you have to pace it right. Um, you don't want to go too hard. Now all of a sudden you're down there below that other cup. You have to play around that other cup. That's not a good situation. And from the looks of this picture, and I don't remember this when we played it, but from the looks of this picture, those rocks towards the back are kind of low. And I wonder if this is a situation where there is OB potential. Um, so I think our winner goes two and three. Um, and this is a hole that could that that could that could trip you up. Okay, hole 16, a par uh uh three. I'll say it again. I think this benefits the left-handed golfer. Um it, but uh, I mean we'd all want to play from the green turf as opposed to the rocks. It's just, it's just the way it is, but there's a pretty generous, um, 
there's a pretty generous wall there. And I think, I think for those of you who are new, this is one of those holes where the pros, the experts, if you will, know exactly where to hit the ball, right? So if you're playing with Tom Loftus, if you're playing with Robin Schwartzman, if you're playing with Sean Brown, and there are others, you're playing with these folks, watch where they hit the ball. And you know what? They're nice enough folks where they'll tell you where to hit the ball and listen to them. They'll say, you want to hit it right here where this rock is just a little black part on this rock. That's exactly where you want to hit it and watch them dump that ball 14 inches from the cup and gets an easy two putt. Um, I think our winner ultimately is going to have two birdies on this hole. Excuse me. I'm almost away from this cold. I promise you, like it is, it is right there at the end. Um, by Saturday, it's going to be gone completely. I can't wait. Hole 17. Again, the winner is not going to risk this. Um, if you hit it straight through that, that little rock there, you're going to hit a hole in one. I personally played it off the back wall. I went right and it, and it, again, I, I got some good bounces when I played this course. It dumped right right up next to the course, or excuse me, right up next to the hole. Okay, so I just did a little math on there, so I paused the podcast. My apologies for that. So I have the winner going par, par on that one. I don't think they're going to get, um, they're going to risk bouncing off that front rock and potentially then having to save a three. Um, and then on 18, I there will be close to 40 attempts at this, um, at this hole. And again, I noted last week that either you get a one or you miss it and you get a two because it really falls off into that little pit down there. I think the winner will ultimately get, uh, will, will, will miss both of their shots. I think somebody will hit a hole in one. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen um, more than a couple of times. And I would be uh, surprised if, if, if it were specific enough to be the winner. So I've got the winner at six under par through 36 holes. Now I think Sean's a favorite, right? And my money would be on him, but I'm not putting any money down. Tom won the last tournament. There are also some really good competitors that have been close, but have not quite won one yet. And we've got a lot of new faces as well. Um, apparently some people who have, um, uh, some experience, if you will, in the mini golf world. So I do expect a really, really, really good turnout, um, and a really, really, really good match. We are on the back nine, excuse me, on the back 18. We are going to play 18 before we play 17. So those last couple of groups, once you're done with 16, you'll wrap around to 18. You'll play that first. And we're actually going to end the tournament on hole 17. I think just from a drama perspective, it's going to be a lot more entertaining. And if there is a tie, um, we're going to play uh, 17. So we've done it so far where we play one hole over and over and over again until, until there gets to be a winner. Now, 17 is, is tough because we could get into a situation where nobody's going for that one and everybody's just trying to go off the back wall, back wall, back wall, and it's two, 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 two. So if that were to happen, we might have to call an audible and move over to 16, where I think there is a little bit more open-endedness um, to that. So 
Okay, so I've got the winner at six under. Um, there is still time to register for Saturday. Right now, I think we're going to be right around 20 participants. We're going to be in groups of three. There may be a group of four. Um, I've decided between the last tournament and this tournament that I would prefer to do groups of four as opposed to groups of two. So sometimes you have a, a weird number of players and you can't, it's like if you have 18, it's six groups of three. Yay. If you have 19, it's five groups of three and then two groups of two. Instead of doing those two groups of two, I'm actually going to do a group of four. And here's why. It's really simple. It should be fun. It should be fun. We should be golfing with each other. We should be having fun with each other. And I'm not saying that playing with only one other person is not it's not as fun as playing with four people. You want a little audience. You want to meet new people. You want to grow the community. Um, so instead of doing a group of two or two groups of two, we'll do a group of four. Now, could that slow things down a little bit? It might, but I'm not concerned. This is a fast course. This is going to go relatively quickly. Um, so I, I think that uh, I, I think that that's the right path. As with everything, though, I reserve the right to change it if it ends up not working out and that group ends up being very, very, very slow. So I'm going to post this on Facebook, on Instagram. I'd love to get your feedback. I'd love to get your feedback. Um, you know, a lot of you, several of you, a couple of you <laughs> have reached out to me post podcasts with your thoughts. And I love that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Also, put them out there if you want. Put them out there into the into the world and let other people comment on them as well. And all of a sudden we get these long threads going down um, and, and everyone can enjoy it. So uh, I, I can take the feedback in public, if you will. So, okay. I think that's it. Just that Saturday. Oh, I guess I think I did announce this, but I'll say it real quickly. Um, we have officially announced our next event, which will be um, on New Year's Eve, December 31st, uh, at the uh, Grand Slam in Coon Rapids, Minnesota. We are going to start at 4 p.m. That That is the number that I ultimately came on. Um, again, that Grand Slam is another quick course. So, you know, my goal is to get you out of there by 6 p.m., get you home and on your way, because I know many of you have, um, you know, children and or, you know, maybe you're going out, to, you know, partying by yourself without your kids. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. You do whatever you want with your time. Um, so I'm gonna, my goal is to get you out of there at six o'clock. As with all of our tournaments, we start when we say we're going to start. So we will start that tournament right at 6 p.m., just like we're starting Saturday at 2 p.m. One other thing I'm going to give you a little heads up on for those of you listening and who stuck around to the end. Um, I am not a real photographer. And while I take some pretty good, uh, cell phone cameras, we have a real photographer coming on Saturday, uh, real camera, real experience. Um, and I'm really excited to, uh, get some of those, uh, real action shots of you. So, uh, wear your Sunday best, if you will, or wear whatever you want. I don't care. I'm just, I'm just playing with you. So, uh, real photographer on Saturday, not to say that Sheila and I are not real photographers, but we, we are not. So, okay. Thank you. I'm done talking. See you Saturday. <laughs>